up, everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. On this episode, we take quite the step back. So I have my colleague, Daniel Edan, who is typically in Canada, but he's been in New York City for a few meetings recently. So I decided to take advantage of his brain. So we talk basics of blockchain. So what is a blockchain? Why is it called blockchain? What's the difference between blockchain and distributed ledgers? Um, So we talk all things basic. I know what you're thinking. It should have been the first episode. I agree. I'm kicking myself, but I'm doing it now. And it's a really fun episode. So I hope even if you think you know everything about blockchain, you still listen to it because it's really insightful. And it's always nice to to hear from other people from the R3 team in my totally unbiased opinion. So I hope you like it. Our first Canadian on the podcast, (laughs) Daniel, thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. How yeah, are you? What good, are you doing in New York? Good, good. I've been looking forward. I came for the session, actually. Oh, oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. Wow. I knew it. Life in the Fast Chain is really taking off. Oh, for sure. It's big in Canada. Oh, I'm I'm sure of it. Actually, you say that, but someone, and I know you're joking, someone messaged me on LinkedIn the other day from Canada <coughs> telling me how much he liked the podcast. telling you that you're a fan? Well, if, if it's okay, I'd like to like get some stickers and stuff so that I can hand out to all your fans when I get back home. Oh, yes. I'll give you a lot of stickers. And maybe waiting at the airport. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So Anyways. It's so it's great to be here. It's <laughs> great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy you're here. So for this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. And I forced Daniel to come on to talk about the basics of blockchain because um, I think when I started recording the podcast, I kind of assumed that if you were making an effort to listen to it, then you would already know what blockchain was, which may not be the case. So we're doing things a little backwards. Okay. Okay. So thank you for coming on. Um, So let's start with, if you were going to explain what blockchain was to a five-year-old, how would you do it? To a five-year-old? That's a good question. I uh, I feel like a lot of adults think that they think that they understand blockchain, but they actually need, need it explained at, a, at that level. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue that if you can't explain something to a five-year-old, you really don't understand what it's about. So I think that that's a, that's a good opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would say that it's similar to sharing things with other people. If you're five years old, you're probably sharing things with your friends. Mm-hmm. You probably feel less comfortable sharing things with people that aren't your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, blockchain is a way of sharing things with people that aren't necessarily your friends would probably the, be, be the, the best way to describe it to a five-year-old. Um, you know, it's obviously a lot more complicated like that than that. That is the core. That's how that's I That's what I spend my time doing. I just go, hey, you know, if you have friends and you share things with them, then this is, this is what you're enabled to do with blockchain. Yeah. Um, you know, one level up from that, if you, if you kind of, you know, if that five-year-old grew up by 10 years and you wanted to explain to, to maybe a 15-year-old what that would be like, um, I would say that it's it's about it's about it's about creating a structure where you can all know things with with certainty, um, but you don't necessarily need to trust each other um, in order to know those facts. And yeah. those things can change over time, and you can constantly be up to date on what those facts are, even though you may kind of disagree or not really understand the other people that you're interacting with. I think a good analogy. Uh, or, or kind of the, the, the trivial analogy would be like making a bet with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be a way to, to build rules and say, I bet you that this and this is going to happen. 
in a way of coming to an agreement on what that bet is and then the outcome of what, what would happen in the case of you losing the bet or me losing the bet or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's a, and it's a way to do that. Um, I hope that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. That does make sense. Do you want to hear my version of that, which I'm scared to say because oh. I feel like it's really not a good one, <laughs> but I'm just going to use it anyways. Yeah. Okay, on the record because now I feel like if Richard hears this, he's going to be like, that is so off. Richard is off. definitely going to hear this. He's going to be like, that is so <laughs> off. Get her off the podcast. So when I, and I was at an event recently and these people asked me to very basically explain blockchain and why it's important, whatever, what I'm making you do right now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, take your navigation. Have you heard this before? No. Okay. No. So you have navigation on your phone, correct? Okay. Yes, okay. I do. Great. So on your phone, you have applications like uh, Facebook, Seamless. Do you know what Seamless is? No. Oh, Canadians. Do you have Postmates? No. What? How do you get food delivery service stuff? Oh, Ritual. What's that? What? Okay, whatever. So, Ritual. Okay. So, I said Facebook, Ritual, um, Movie Phone, whatever. Okay. So, you have those three apps. Okay. And they all tap into, they use your navigation, one for Mm. Ritual to send you your food, or for Movie Phone to tell you what movies are playing nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook, you are right by a hurricane, and then the, hur- the Facebook then checks in on you and says, tell right. your friends that you're all right. So those are three very different platforms on using your navigation, and your navigation is blockchain. So three different applications that are all using the navigation platform underneath them. Exactly. That's good. I haven't heard that one before. Thank you. I don't know if I made it up or if someone else told me. So if we wanted to, if we wanted to kind of create a similar, like, how does that relate to blockchain? You, or, so the platform, blockchain would be the platform, and blockchain mm-hmm. would offer this service similar to you're used to saying the service in that st- in that context is the GPS, and all these yes. different applications plug into it. Mm-hmm. The service here would be a system for maintaining records, maintaining facts across yeah. different people. And then everybody can go on top of that and build their applications on on top of it. Yeah. And some of these applications are things that people have seen before, like different kinds of currencies and stuff like that. But really, you can build anything on it. The most important yeah. thing is that there's a standardized way of – there's a standardized protocol underneath those applications. Yeah. So you can imagine what would happen if your phone used a different set of GPS for every application. It would be a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, you took my analogy to the next level. Okay. I'll give you that one for free. You can do it Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of go back another step. But why is this technology called blockchain? Why is it called blockchain? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, it, it, it really is a technical it really is a technical terminology that really doesn't probably lend itself that well to like the functional components of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I mean by that is it's called blockchain because it, from a technical perspective, public blockchains what what's happening under the hood are, is that Every everything that happens, every new fact, um, every update to every fact, any piece of data, they all you can think of them as like an entry on an Excel sheet, mm-hmm. and then they all get grouped together, and you can now think of an entire Excel sheet, and you would call that Excel sheet like a like a block, and really what it is, it's a block of transactions, it's a block of facts, mm-hmm. and then that block becomes a block when there's some kind of mathematical process that's applied to the entirety of that data that outputs um, a hash. And a hash is just a way of representing all the information in that block mm-hmm. in in a certain set amount of characters. And once that representation is formed, that is now called a block, and that's 
something that is referenced to as the data as you make more and more blocks. Every block like that that's represented as a hash is linked to the block that comes before it and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So the reason it's called a block is because the fundamental structure are these blocks of transactions or these blocks of data. And it's called a blockchain because these blocks are all chained together through the hashes. Mm -hmm. And that's what gives you uh, the immutability of the blockchain. Yeah. So there's I, – I, you know, if, if at, at the, the highest level the attributes of blockchain are immutability, uh, the ability to not change anything mm -hmm. in the blockchain, uh, provenance, the ability to see a piece of data and its entire history, and then this notion of consensus that's about – uh, coming to an agreement together, mm -hmm. if you think about the way the blocks work, that's that's kind of the, the technical underpinning for all three of those things. Yeah. Okay, so then what is the biggest, or what's the difference between blockchain and DLT? This is an interesting one because for us at R3, we've had... Um, mm -hmm. We've had some conversations about this. And We've had some back and forth. Some on back we, and uh, forth, yeah, um, on DLT, distributed ledger technology, and blockchain. So I'd love to hear your opinion. Not even yeah, opinion. Yeah, sure. I mean, no, no, it's it definitely, I mean, so it, I, I would say that the question really comes from if you want to have the conversation at the technical level or you want it to be, you know, if you want to talk about the features, if you want to talk about the yeah. DLT stands for distributed ledger technology, right? Mm -hmm. And a, D, a, a DLT as opposed to a blockchain, if you think about it from a technical perspective, if you have a block and the blocks are chained, you can call it a blockchain. A DLT yeah. doesn't necessarily have those components. Yeah. The, the, the tricky thing here is that a lot of people have coined – the term blockchain is now a generic term that's used for uh, – decentralized or sorry a distributed platform mm -hmm. that has the attributes of immutability provenance and consensus mm -hmm. so when people say blockchain they're usually not really technically referring to blocks Block of sandwich. transactions that are mined and chained and all that stuff they're really just talking about you know a system that has these three features mm -hmm. um and and i think you know if, if we call ourselves a blockchain it's 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 because of that. It's because a DLT actually also has all of those features as well, being mm -hmm. provenance, immutability, and consensus. A distributed ledger, a distributed a, a distributed ledger is a little bit broader, though. Distributed yeah. ledger really the the name comes from the fact that it's a distributed ledger protocol. Mm -hmm. uh, distributed meaning that everybody on the network can communicate with everybody else, and they all have somewhat of the same role. And it's a ledger because it's a ledger of shared facts. Yeah. Um, Corda doesn't have a doesn't have a block actually. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no reason to block transactions together with the way our consensus mechanisms are mechanisms work. Yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. No, you did. That but was really they, helpful. But they're, they're they're definitely separate. I'm not sure if one is a subset of the other, but, but yeah. they're definitely kind of at a technology level. They're they're definitely separate. Most people at a feature level would call them the same thing. Yes, that was very helpful. So then what would be the biggest misconception you find about this technology? <clears throat> about DLT? Blockchain, about blockchain DLT, DLT, hit me with both. Both either. I would say, I would say that um, probably the, mis the biggest misconception is people think about, like, your analogy with the, f with the phone and the applications is a good one because people will often um, think that the GPS is the application. Yes. So people will yes. think that the blockchain is... The application, which is, you know, Bitcoin maybe or, yeah. or an application, whatever they've heard of in the news, right? Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to separate and say, no, no, the, the DLT or blockchain is 
it's a conceptual framework for for how to do things, not actually what you're doing. And a, and a deal to your blockchain platform is the foundation upon which you build other applications on top of it, right? Exactly. Right. Yep. The, the analogy, like, I don't know, if, I'm, if I wanted to make like a really simple analogy, it's like thinking that uh, a, a steering wheel is a circle. You know, it's like, no, yeah. no, a circle is like a conceptual thing and you can make a steering wheel, you can make many things using a circle. Yeah. They're not the same. So the biggest misconception is, oh, Blockchain is Bitcoin or blockchain is any yeah. other thing that you're familiar with. That's a good one. Huh. Okay. So you've talked to companies that are deciding whether or not to use a blockchain and which platform to choose, right? So how do you convey to potential clients that they need blockchain? What's your pitch? Sell me. Mm. They need <laughs> blockchain. I don't know. You know, I don't think I don't think I mean, I could, I, can, I could argue a case why everybody should understand as much as they possibly can about this technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, when you but, uh, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would necessarily say that everybody needs blockchain um, because, you know, th- there's a maturity curve and it depends which business you're in and it depends what you're doing. But if you are walking around and you don't understand this enough to at least kind of be part of the conversation, I think that you're, you're at risk of missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and why is that? I mean, when you think about the way we have this this tool, and this tool really enables us to um, transact and agree on data in a way that is completely distributed and has never been done before. And the implications of that are absolutely massive in every every single industry at every single level. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's so much a case of of if you need blockchain or not you. Everyone is going to be surrounded by this technology, whether they know it or not. I think the question is, are you going to be an active member or are you just going to let this kind of act upon you? Okay. And, and, and that's kind of what I, I think I urge people to think about more and more. So, so um, when, when companies ask about you know, blockchain and what, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about, I think some of the things that, that, that we look for is to say, you know, what are the what are the processes that you're engaged when engaged in at a daily on a daily basis? Yeah. And when you look at some of those processes, often you find that a lot of those processes are almost I'm gonna I'm gonna say almost irrelevant in a world where you can you can kind of retool them in a in a blockchain um, kind of platform or a blockchain kind of environment. Okay. Right. If you spend your time. Um, you know, reconciling between different contracts. If you spend your time doing operational things, copying data from this place to this place to this place, there's many different copies all over the place. You could, it's almost hard for some, because the the jump is so massive, sometimes it's almost hard for people to imagine what their reality would look like when this technology is abundant. Because, you know, think about people before GPS. So like, I don't know. I just like write. Use a map. I just like (laughs) write it down on a napkin. I don't know. So what ty- what are the types of companies that you talk to, and like how do they know if they need a blockchain based solution or not? Uh, we talked to I mean we talked to lots and lots of companies. We I mean we 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 talked to a lot of a lot of banks and a lot of companies that are financially oriented. So banks, uh, insurance companies, um, different regulate regulators. Um, yeah. Central banks, obviously. Um, then we talk to you know healthcare, uh, the energy sector, um, a lot of uh, c- corporates, um, trade, supply chain. It's um, like every kind of company. 
Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Well, how do they know that they would need, like, a blockchain before? I guess you kind of answered that already. They have a bunch of papers laying around. Yeah. Different information. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, if I think that I think that what's happening today is that, like, the ecosystem is changing a little bit, and everybody's kind of aware that this is coming. Yeah. And people are starting to get more and more engaged. I think, you know, there's... Uh, the rise of cryptocurrency has raised public awareness to so to the underlying platform that has empowered this and all of a sudden it went from something that was completely on the fringes to something that was in like the main the main focus yeah um, and that i think has you know created an environment where people feel like they really need to explore how this is going to change change their business and change the way they they operate um, so usually people have some kind of you know, either like, hey, you know, we're thinking about this. We're not really sure. We just want to get educated. Or they're like, we have this problem and we think we can, you know, we heard, we we read that this is something that could be, uh, we could maybe u- leverage blockchain to solve, right? Yeah. So uh, where is the best place for these people to kind of get started? And how do they choose a blockchain platform? Those are two good questions. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> Who brought these questions? No. <laughs> Me, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think I think um, where people can get started, I think it's a question of, uh, honest, I to get started, you can literally do anything. I think that, like, there's so much news happening now in this industry that as long as you can kind of follow along every time, Every term that's thrown out there that you don't understand, make sure that you digest it and that you can understand. You can follow along with the, with with what is going on in the space at large. With that said, I mean, in the way you kind of described it is is it was good that it's such a platform level thing that most people are only interested in one of the solutions. Im, yeah, one of the solutions. So really, it's more about understanding what world do I know the most about, what domain do I have experience in, and how does blockchain relate to my expertise. And what I do. People don't necessarily need to know the nuts and bolts of, of blockchain as a technology in order to understand how it will impact them. They yeah. need to understand the intersection of blockchain and their business. So I think that that's a good place to start. And, like, the tide is rising and everybody's going ride, to rise with that tide. So it's not too late to get involved, even though, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff started coming to kind of, like, the general public in the last, you know, three or four years. Um, yeah. To answer your second question about platform choices, I, I feel like you have to be pretty far along to do um, a, 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 a quantifiable or measured comparison between platforms. I would yeah. argue that it's very use case specific, right? There are use cases that, you know, the biggest distinction between different types of blockchains are public and private. Mm-hmm. And then everything between the everything under that gets more and more granular as you go. So you really just need to understand first and foremost considering your application that you're going to that you want to use or that you want to build whether you whether going with a public or private blockchain makes the most sense yeah. uh, and then after that the platform comparison becomes um, a lot more about kind of the features of each platform um, some of the things that people look about look at are privacy scalability um, the kind of inner workings of the mechanisms there's there's accounting models and something called the unspent transaction models so mm-hmm. it, it, you know think about it like a mapping if you have some kind of business and you're doing some kind of stuff, you need to be able to take the platform and the platform's like a set of tools and be able to map your process in mm-hmm. the real world with whatever it is 
onto this platform. And usually when you try to do that mapping, if the mapping comes somewhat naturally, it shows that that's a good platform. If the mapping is kind of comp more complicated than it needs to be or awkward or whatever, it probably means that the platform isn't, isn't, uh, isn't fit for purpose for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe the, the one more thing to kind of think about in that, in that sense is also it's, it's more than just the platform. I think about it more mm -hmm. as like an ecosystem. I guess a good analogy would be if you went to buy a phone and you were debating between an iPhone or an Android, you know, a lot of people will go in and be like, okay, you know, the, the specs on this camera are like this, or the specs on this screen are like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're looking at like the physical device. But the physical de device is really only part of the part of the story and probably a small part. Like they're all kind of the same. But if you're going to decide between an Apple and, a, and, an, and an Android, you're either buying into the Apple ecosystem or you're buying into the Android ecosystem. And those are two totally separate animals and you really need to make an educated decision. So when you're thinking about the platform, I would encourage looking at the ecosystem that comes with that platform. Who else is building on it? Are they open source? Do they have a community that rallies around it? What's the maturity? What's the product roadmap? All of those things make a huge difference. Yeah, that was a really good analogy. One thing that I find so interesting, and I feel like I'm a broken record because I've said this before on the podcast, but just the community is so great. Um, yeah, and the open source community is awesome, especially around Corda. I know we're talking really generally more about blockchain, but um, I had to throw that in there. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the open source <laughs> community, it's actually really interesting because, I mean, Corda is an enterprise enterprise DLT platform, mm -hmm. but yet it's open source and there's a community behind it. And and what's interesting about that is like the open source community is really there to give transparency and to keep the platform moving at the pace of, of the industry. Right? And, and you'll often see that the open source communities will push things through almost faster than the, the platform team will, and the platform team will adapt things from the open source community. It's a really interesting kind of parallel to see yeah. as they evolve together. Yeah, rise and tide. So... If you want the listeners to take one thing away from this conversation, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, that's, that's, that's the hard. Did you say the, is that the last question? It's the last Did question. You the hardest for last? Oh, yeah. One thing away from this conversation. I mean, I hope, I hope that, I hope that like, what blockchain is and what DLT is is a little bit more, is a little bit clearer. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that, I would say that there's a lot of jargon and hype and confusion around this type of technology. And I think if there's one thing that you can you can take away from this is that really when you boil it down to fundamentals, it's all pretty easy to wrap your head around. You just have to be able to kind of unravel that, understand what the base is, understand what's relevant to you, and then kind of build up your information from there. So I would argue that, you know, if you take one thing away from here is that really it's a really simple idea. It's, it's And the idea is sharing data across distrusting parties. Yeah. And if we can do that, the next maybe takeaway to take away from that is that the implications of that are absolutely massive. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for having me. Of course. Do I get the stickers to take back to Canada You now? get a million stickers. A that, million. That's a big promise. Sorry, I take it back. You'll get 20. <laughs> <laughs> 20 stickers. Just kidding. I was shooting for more than more. 20 stickers, but whatever. You're going to be Thanks like for having me. I appreciate this. I'm in. You're stuffed stickers all over your, like, in your bag. Anyways, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you learned something, even if you thought that you weren't going to learn anything because you know everything about blockchain. Um, even if it's just that you learned that in Canada, they use Ritual to get food delivered to them. Uh, that's their app. In the U.S., we have Seamless and Postmates. I wonder what other uh, countries do for food delivery service. Not the point of the podcast. Anyways, uh, I hope everyone has a fabulous day and 
keep checking back for more episodes. I'm working on them. Bye. <laughs>